The scriptures tell us the Lord is faithful to finish what he has started. But what does that look like for the believer? How do we live in a state of waiting? Join us today on the THP Online Community Podcast as we talk about that. Hello and welcome to the THP Online Community Podcast. I'm Dallas, your media pastor here at The Healing Place. We're so glad you hit the play button today. Whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, thank you. Thank you so much for being part of our THP Online Community. I'm really excited about today's message as today's message is being brought to you guys by one of our elders, Carlos Renfro, who I love very much. He's a very, um, very talented, very intelligent, and very caring individual. Carlos genuinely cares about you, you right now who's listening to this. And the message he's about to bring to you, I really think is going to bring some freedom to some of you. Some of you, there's a promise that God's given you, and you're questioning, does God even remember what he's promised? Does God remember me and my situation? And those types of questions are what are stirring up in Carlos as he delivers this message with love and grace to you, our online community. I want to invite you to reach out to us at mediahub at thpstreetport.com or you can actually reach us on our contact page at thpstreetport and let us know how this message encourages you and challenges you. Let us know how we can help you take your next step with God. All that being said, let's get into today's message. Hi everyone and everyone out there in our THP online community, online, Facebook, YouTube, however however we're reaching us, Reaching you, thank you so much for welcoming us to where you are. Um, we want to continue with the promises of God. If you're new to what we've been doing, we've been stepping through the promises of God in the Bible throughout the entire year. Um, our launching point was 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, where it says, For the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through us. And we've been trying to build a progression, a foundation, if you will, on the on faith in the promises of God at a very, very key time in our life. Today's promise, it comes to us out of Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And we want to talk about something that I believe is very important in our society today. There seems to be a lack of completeness. There seems to be a lack of finishing, the ability to press through and to finish what we started. And we want to talk today about how God helps us, the role of the Holy Spirit in helping us to finish the work of God and how important it is for the Holy Spirit to help us to do those things. Again, our promise comes to us out of Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. If you're there with me with your, with your Bible apps or with your, with your Bibles, flip to it right there, and I want you to read this with me. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'll read that again being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. See, we prescribe to the idea of how important it is for us to finish strong. It's not, it, it, starting is important. The path is important. Don't get me wrong. We don't want to throw away and say that, that, that the means justifies, that the ends justify the means. But it's so important for us to finish strong. And there are tools given to us by God and the Holy Spirit that we can do this. I'm going to leave you with three thoughts today. First thought I want to start with is God has a plan. And it is true that God has a plan for your life. And I know that that this phrase that God has a plan for your life through through other ways, through things in, in religion, has kind of been abused a little bit. But I, I, I want us to really focus on, on what biblically that means. And to fully grasp the, the backdrop of our promise right there in Philippians chapter 1, we have to understand the context of the passage. Paul is talking to the church there in Philippi. And if you go all the way back to the book of Acts, the church 
in Philippi, the Philippian church was born out of what were called what we call the Macedonian call. You can go back and read that yourself in Acts chapter 16, verse 9. This is uh, at a key time of Paul's ministry. There's a lot of transition. He's separated from Barnabas. He's taken up Silas, and he's going in a different direction. And there was a lot of questions and redirections from the Holy Spirit in his ministry at the time. He wanted to go certain places, and the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow him. And he had this dream where he saw a Macedonian man come to him. Like I said, you can read in Acts chapter 16, verse 9. He saw a Macedonian man in a dream and said, Paul, come to us and help us. And so it was settling in his mind that this is what the Holy Spirit was doing, that this is what God wanted him to do, is that they were to go to Macedonia. And they left and went to Macedonia and went to Philippi. And see, and see, out of that is where we have our promise. Out of that is where we get the book of Philippians, is that Paul, through all of his time and all his ministry, Paul had already Paul had already been through the road to Damascus. He had already been discipled. He had already been all all over the place with, with Barnabas. He had already been through Mars Hills and all the all of the things that we read about about Paul's initial missionary journey. And this is a separate time in his life. And this is him looking and seeking for what God is trying to do next. And out of this comes his trip to Macedonia. Out of this comes when it, all of this comes with with his work and his labors with the church in Philippi. And this book, in the, the book of Philippians, is almost a celebration of Paul's relationship with his church. See, Paul's declaration of the promise to the Philippian church that he knew was a fulfillment of God's plan in this period of his life. So when he's telling the church in Philippi that, hey, that, that God is faithful, that he's begun this work in you, and he's going he's gonna to complete this work in the day of Je- through the, all the way up until the day of Jesus Christ, that he's going to complete this work, he, he has confidence in that because the people that he's talking to, they are the fulfillment of the plan of God in this period of his life. So he's confident when he's saying this that God will start this, and not only will God start this, but God through the Holy Spirit will empower you to be able to complete what he started. And, and even in this, we know that the Philippian church ends up becoming an example of light to the rest of the, to the rest of the church world, and even the church world at the time, and even to us. If you even go back to the book of Second Corinthians, Paul talks about the Philippian church and their giving, and how and how exemplary. Even at the end of the end of the book of Philippians, in chapter in chapter four, it talks about how exemplary the giving of the Philippian church was. That that even even. The work that God did through this time in Paul's life and completing the work there in Paul's life, it became it became a, a, a light. It became something that even to this day that God uses to give us instruction, that God uses to encourage us and to guide us. And this is all through the work of, of Paul being able to trust and depend that God is starting something. And with God starting something, he's going to finish it. See, this is the same thing in your life today. You, God has a plan for your life. That's the first thought that we want that we want to have. That likewise, God has a plan for your life, and because God has a plan for your life, God also has a plan to finish the work that He started in your life. That God knows what He wants you to do. God knows where He wants you to go. God knows the things that He wants out of your life, the things that He wants to touch in your life, the people that He wants to touch. And you may be in a place in your life where you feel like Paul felt there in that transition time before he went to Macedonia, that there are a lot of questions, that there are a lot of transitions, that there are a lot of changes, that that 
that things can be uncertain. You don't quite know where to go next or what to do. But you have to be you have to be confident in the fact that God does have a plan. And just like it says right there, that being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you, that God started this good work in you, he will, not that he can or not that he might, that he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. See, last week, if you were you were present for Pastor Matt's message that he gave. He talked about something that was that was that was really that was really key. And he referenced the fact that when we don't see an immediate outcome, we often get discouraged. And I know how that can be. That that we have we have goals and we have we have a dream for what God wants to do in our life. Or we have maybe we had a word spoken to us or spoken over us, or maybe we read something, or maybe we saw something that inspired us, and we we embark on a path to, to be you know, to be excited and to do what we think we should be doing, what the Lord has for us. And sometimes we don't see results immediately. Sometimes we don't get an immediate outcome in that. And, and, and the results of that can be discouragement. Even the Bible talks to us about, in the book of Proverbs, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. That there can be a there can be a almost a wrenching in our hearts and, and sometimes almost a, a, a depression that tries to set in when we have a hope for something, or we have an expectation of something, but we don't see the results of it, that can be a pulling back. But can I encourage you, out of the promise that God has given us today, that God has started a work, and he's going to complete it. All the way to the, all the way to the end, it's saying to the day of Jesus Christ. The day of Jesus Christ is the day that He takes all of this and He wraps it up. He puts a bow on it. He makes it nice and neat, and He completes it. And the Bible says that all the way to that day, that God is faithful to complete that work. That God hasn't forgotten about us. That God hasn't abandoned what He's trying to do in our life, and that He is faithful to complete that work all the way into the day of Jesus Christ. And we can use this example there with the Philippian church, well, what Paul went through with Philippi and all the way back in, in, in Acts chapter 16 and all the way through that time as living proof that God will give you a vision, he'll give you a direction, and he'll give you the heart for something, but the Holy Spirit will empower you. He'll work in your life, and he'll give you the ability to complete that work. The second thought I want to leave you with, this is, this is really important. And it connects to a lot of things we talked to talked about before. The second thing I want to I want to give you is that God will execute that plan. We talked previously in some you can go back in, in our Facebook and our YouTube channels, and you can go back and you can review some of the previous messages. Um, we talked about some of this some of this before. We had a message out of that our Pastor Scott did out of Second Chronicles chapter twenty verse fifteen, where it talked about the battle is the Lord's. We talked about Hezekiah facing impossible odds, and that he he was in a place where he didn't know what to do, but he, but the but God prophetically told Israel and told Hezekiah that the battle doesn't belong to you; the battle is the Lord's. In other words, God will execute that plan. I talked a while back when we talked about Isaiah chapter forty verse thirty one about about walking and not becoming weary, about running and not fainting. We talked about the trapping. I talked about the trapping of self, 
I talked about how dangerous it can be when we begin to insert ourselves into the work of God and us trying to do everything on our own. And so in order to, to balance that out, I want you to understand that God, sure enough, he has a plan for your life. He has something that he wants to do, and we have a part to play in that. And this is important, but the strength to execute that plan comes from God. And you know what? That should be a, that should be a statement of relief. That should give us the opportunity, the ability to kind of just kind of exhale and know that the burden for completing this plan doesn't depend on our power. It doesn't depend on our ability that God started the work and that God is going to complete that work. And we all have a part to play in that. We, as 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 the ones who are assigned the work to do, we have a part to play in to submitting ourselves to God in that work, to submitting ourselves to what the Lord is doing. Every day of our life, it's, it's an opportunity for us to get up and say yes to Jesus and say yes to the Lord and to, and to, and to be obedient to what God is trying to tell us to do. And that's our part in playing it. God is going to execute that plan through a vessel that is willing to submit to what he's doing. I was reading this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Is it the context of this is sexual immorality, and he's as Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, but it illustrates such a powerful point. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty says this: Or do you know? Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's. It's the important thing to understand as we're walking, walking out what God has for us is we're trying to see the plan of God realized in our life. And, and, and God wants to work and execute that plan in our life and through us. Is that we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to God. In this passage, you know, Paul was dealing with you no know, sins against the body and them making decisions to honor God with their body and with their spirit, with their actions, not just with their words and not just with their belief. But key to understanding that is understanding that we're bought with a price, that we're purchased with the highest price possible, purchased by the by the blood of God's son, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that that when we say yes to Jesus, it isn't just a destination. It's the beginning of a new journey. Is that me coming to Jesus, me saying yes to the Lord, is me acknowledging God that my way is insufficient and that I belong to you. And now that I belong to you, it's my job to yield to you and I'll allow you to do whatever it is that you desire to do in my life. And when we do that, that gives that gives a conduit, that gives a pathway for the Holy Spirit to be able to work in our life, to be able to, to do the things in us and do the things through us that allow that plan that God wants to execute, allows it to be, be completed. And we have to remember that it is God that gives us the ability to work out his plan. If you want to get reference for that, go to look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. It's just a chapter over from where we're reading that the work that God gives us, he wants to complete that work. And he gives us the ability to complete that work. But what we have to understand is that we complete that work when we are submitted to him and we're allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our life 
and we're being obedient to God. We're being obedient to his word. We're being obedient to his standards. And once God has that willing vessel, once God has that connection with us through obedience and through truth and through his word, then God can finish and he can execute that plan that he started because our promise tells us that he's He's faithful to start that work and he's going to finish it. He's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. All right. About to let y'all talk. I got one more thought I want to leave you with. And this one is important, especially in the time that we live in today. This is super important. When things seem tumultuous, when you can be in a place where maybe th- you feel like things aren't going your way. You know, it's like you, you, ever, you ever start something, you get into the middle of a project, or if you ever worked on a car, or you ever start a DIY project, you have this great vision of what of what this thing is supposed to look like when it's done. And then you start and you're like, oh, my God, what have I gotten into? And and it's not looking the way that you expect it to. And that's where a lot of that discouragement can set in. But the last thought I want to leave you with is that God remembers. God remembers. He started this work. He hasn't forgotten. He remembers. And when I think about this, I think about the story of Joseph. You go all the way back to the book of Genesis. At that time, Joseph Joseph was the youngest of Jacob's son, the youngest son of Israel. And he had these great dreams that showed the prominent future that God had for him, even dreams that showed him exalted above his brothers and his family members. But, But in the process of time, even though he had these great dreams, Joseph found himself sold in, despised by his own family, despised by his brothers, sold into slavery, and eventually in prison. And here's this guy who has this great dream, has these great desires for God and for what God had. And God showed it to him. He didn't come up with this stuff on his own. The Lord showed him that he had something for his plan, a plan for his life, something for his life. God showed this to him. And he, at, at one point in his life, finds himself in a prison. He had talked to a guy who was the king's cupbearer. He was his wine bearer. And he's like, man, when you get out of this prison, when you get out of this prison, man, don't forget about me. You know, and the, and the wine bearer gets all the way back to Pharaoh's house and he completely forgets about Joseph. But you know what? It, it, there came a circumstance that 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 came came about. Something arose where there needed to be an interpretation of, of a dream. And the wine bearer remembered that, hey, man, I talked to this guy when I was in prison, this guy Joseph, and he did a great job interpreting my dream. And from that connection that he had, that relationship that he had, it was years down there in that prison, God remembered him. God had this man remember him, and God was able to reach down into that prison where Joseph was, pull him out, and begin to fulfill the plan that God had for his life. Joseph was was taken out of that prison. He interpreted the Pharaoh's dream. And because of his and because of his his mind and his connection and the gift that God had given him, it made room for him. And he found himself second in charge in Egypt, only to Pharaoh. And that plan that God had given him as a young man, and through all of the trial and all of the trouble and all of the things that he had gone through, that God didn't forget about him. And that he was able to bring that plan, plan, plan up. He was able to bring that bring that plan to fruition. And I want to tell you today, God hadn't forgotten about you. You're clinging on, you're holding on to a promise that God gave you. If you're holding on to, to something, maybe you see, maybe you started something, you can't see the end of it. Maybe there's something that you feel that the Lord wants you to do, and, and you just can't see how that's going to materialize. 
Maybe it's been a long time. Maybe it's been years. Maybe it's been decades. Maybe it's been, maybe there's a loved one. Maybe there's somebody you want to see come to Christ. There can be a there could be a litany of things that you started in your mind and your heart between you and the Lord. And maybe you feel like you're far away from that thing and you can't see the end of it. I'm gonna tell you that God hasn't forgotten. Just like he hasn't forgotten about Joseph, he hasn't forgotten about you. Now I want to give you a few points. You can go back and you can read in your Bible several instances where the Bible specifically says that God remembers an individual. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, the Bible says that God remembered Noah. Here's a man who, who, who built the ark, part of a global flood, and things were hectic and chaotic and even apocalyptic around him. But the Bible said that God remembered Noah. Genesis chapter 19, verse 29, the Bible said that God remembered Abraham and saved his nephew Lot. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you want to see God save. And through your relationship with God, God can remember you, can reach out to that person. Genesis chapter 30, verse 22, the Bible said that God remembered Rachel and opened her womb. That her, that her treasure and her relationship with God was to be able to bear children and to bring life into the world. But her womb was closed. And the Bible says there in Genesis chapter 30, verse 22, that God remembered Rachel. He opened her womb. And she, as a matter of fact, she was the mother of Joseph. Exodus chapter 6, verse 5, the Bible said that God remembered Israel and delivered them from their bondage, 400 years of bondage in Egypt. But God heard the cries of his people, and he remembered them, and he sent a deliverer. He didn't forget his promise to his people. He didn't forget his covenant with Abraham. And the Bible says there in Exodus that he reached out and he remembered Israel. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 19 the Bible said that God remembered Hannah and gave her Samuel, gave her a son, that she had made her petition before the Lord, that she wanted to bring a son into the world, and that she, as she made that prayer, that God, in a, in a process of time, that God remembered her, and he gave her a son, and that son would go on to do great things for the Lord. Let me tell you, if you got a heart for God, if you examine where you are and you really want something for God, God hasn't forgotten about you. He's not cruel. He's not a forgetful God. That he cares about what's in your He cares about that thing that's in your heart because he's the one that placed it there. He's the one that put that thing, that dream into your heart. And he doesn't want you to become discouraged and let it go. That he remembers that he has the ability to work that plan out. He has the ability to execute it. And let me tell you, God's time is always perfect. It's so much better than ours. And the way that God wants to fulfill this plan is far greater than what we can come up with. I want to read the promise again. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, being confident at this very thing, of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you has begun a good work in you, make it personal, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Friend, if you submitted yourself to the Lord, God has started a good work in you. And he is faithful to complete it. We have to remember that one, God has to plan. Two, God will execute that plan. And three, he remembers. I want to encourage you today. I want to pray with you today. That the Lord will reach out to you where you are. And that he would help you have clarity in the plan that he has for your life. And have direction of where he wants you to go. And that you would have encouragement in your heart that God is faithful and that he's going to complete that plan. God, I thank you for the wonderful, precious people 
that are seeing this, God. And I'm just asking by the Holy Spirit that you would remind them of the plans you have for their life. And if that plan, God, is murking in their heart, Lord, if it's unclear, if the circumstances of the time of the day has made those things foggy or hazy, Lord, I just ask by the Holy Spirit that you would bring clarity, that you would clear those things up for them, Lord, and remind them that they can be confident in this thing, that you've begun a good work in them, and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, all the way to the end, Lord, that you're with us, and we're submitted to you, that you're with us, and you're going to complete the work that you started. Lord, I ask that you give us strength and you give us encouragement to this, and that there will be new light toward the path that you've given us to follow as your children. May this message encourage us and drive us forward, challenge us to embrace your will, even in the difficulties, knowing that you're faithful to finish the work you started. I ask it in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. May the God richly bless you and the plan that he has for your life.